This is the American Real Estate Show, and I'm your host, Tristan Almada. This show is an experience that happens typically through YouTube and plays into Facebook. Now it's a podcast. So this is where you're going to learn what the latest news is about real estate so you stay informed and you can make better decisions because at the end of the day, I mean, the American dream is still alive. Let's go. Is there or is there not a housing shortage? I keep on hearing that. And if we hit recession or a recession in the United States, we get into recession. What happens to mortgage rates? Do they go up? Do they go down? Because I keep on hearing that. And look, I don't care if you buy or sell. I really don't. I'm giving you this information for free. I'm not selling you on coaching or gold or anything like that. I want you to pay attention to the data. And the reason I'm doing this is because I keep on hearing people come in and say, I feel like I, and sometimes they just tell you and it's their feelings. So let's start with facts, not feelings. Now data, not drama. All right, now that we've got that, let's talk about interest rates. What I keep on hearing is, look, if we're going to head into a recession, which looks likely, what happens to real estate? What happens to mortgage interest rates? And I, I just went back and I'm like, well, from what I remember, because I've been in business for almost 20 years doing real estate, I'm like, let me check because actually we can take a look at data and see exactly what actually happened. So the very first thing I want to share with you is one article that I read last week in the Wall Street Journal and a little, little excerpt from it. Let me zoom into this. Let me zoom out so you can see which article this is. This was last week. It says mortgage rates fall. They fell, they came back up. Uh, now, I want you to read this section with me because then I'm gonna show you something else. What's up, Kathleen? Um, <laughs> that was a nice comment. Uh, Growing fears of a recession in the US stand to further push down mortgage rates as investors pile into US treasuries. Widely seen as a safe investment or as safe investments during times of economic uncertainties. Mortgage rates are closely tied to, if you didn't know, now you know, uh, it's tied to yields on the benchmark 10-year U.S. Treasury, 10-year Treasury bond, which fell to their lowest level in more than a month this week. That was last week. Now, if you go in and take a look at Investopedia, my, my best friend during these times, Investopedia, right? Oh, no, you, you sprained your ankle, Kathleen. I'm sorry. That sucks. Hopefully it heals better. Now take a look at this. What happens to interest rates during a recession? I just Googled this. You guys can do the same thing. Scroll all the way down to the bottom. And it says, bottom line, interest rates fall in a recession in a reflection of reduced credit demand, increased savings and flight to safety into treasuries, which is exactly what we just read, right? If you dive deeper, guess what you also see? You also see that during a recession, real estate typically goes up. Four out of the last six recessions, real estate went up minus that, that, that big, big, uh, massive, massive uh, recession we had 2007, 2008, right? But we know that everything was fundamentally broken there when it came to the stock market investing in, in mortgages that didn't hold any water. Now, I want to talk about the housing shortage too. What does that even mean? Because I, I hear both sides of this. People are like, prices are dropping so fast. What housing shortage, right? 
what demand, what supply, what are you talking about? And I think that this was really great yesterday because agree with him or not, uh, Dave Ramsey had a little spot on this. He had about 23,000 people watching live. It's got 130,000 views so far. That doesn't make him right or wrong, but I do want to share this with you. Let me see it. Let me see if I can zoom in here and you guys can watch about 20, 30 seconds with me. Hear what he says. Turn up the volume. Here we go. Now, current supply is about half of what it was in 2007. Dave, it's just like 2007. It's just like 2008. The market's going to crash. It's too high. It's too high. It's going to go down. Well, there's 3 million houses, almost 4 million houses for sale in 2007. And there's about 800,000 for sale right now. Yeah, I'm going to pause right there. He's a, he's a character sometimes, but he's got a point when it comes to housing. And if you dive deeper into it, I'm just going to show you what NAR has as far as stats. And just come with me on this one because you're going to need this one. If you need any of these stats, you know, I post them up into the YouTube channel. So jump on there. Let me grab this great stat. You're going to like this one. And here we go. All right, this is by NAR. If I scroll to the left of this, you can see the year, right? There, 2019, you might have to zoom in a little bit. I'll zoom in for you here. 2019, 2020, 2021, you can scroll down to 2022. So the top is 2019. Now, as we scroll over, right? This is our inventory 2019, one point, let's just call it 1.4. Almost four months of supply, 1.4, 2019. We scroll down, this is 2022 currently. Let's scroll over to take a look. Got May, right? May. Kirk, you are right about that. Uh, we got May right here, 1.16. There's a 2.6 month supply of inventory, right? That's, that's reality. That's what we're looking at. And we're not even talking about Look, it, it's almost to the point that it was at 2019. We're talking about homes that are on the MLS and new construction that's available to purchase right now. That's what we're looking at. But we don't we don't take into consideration the homes that people just can no longer afford, right? The, there's an affordability issue here. So you only have a certain amount of people that can buy now. Interest rates slightly went up, but the challenge is that for what people want, that entry level, there's just not enough. And that's what keeps on driving the prices in some areas. So let me also show you one great article that I'm going to share with you. It's by NPR. Remember, I choose articles from all over the place, and I do verify the data as best as I can. Like That's why I dove into this NAR one. But this one's by NPR, and I made a PDF out of it so that I highlighted pieces of it for you. It's called There's a Massive housing shortage across the US. And when you look at the link, it's four minutes long, you can take a look at it. But I just highlighted areas for you that I want to read with you. So read them with me. It says home prices are up more than 30% over the past couple of years, making homeownership unaffordable for millions of Americans. That's true. Rents are rising sharply too. Yes, we've been over that. The biggest culprit is, is this historic housing shortage. So they're going to show us Strong demand and low supply mean higher prices. Part of the problem goes back to the last cra housing crash, which happened around 2008. After that, many home builders 
went out of business and economists say we didn't build enough for decades. And as we dive into this, they get into very specific examples, which is what I wanna show you because they bring up LA here. Now I'm gonna show you something I've got right here because I have data that we dove into. I loved this by the way, and I love data. So come with me on this one. Let me find the NPR one because the data on this uh, home shortage it shows you city by city what's actually happening, like where the shortages are, by how much we're short. And look, take a look at this. I love this one. It says rank number one metro area. I, I just happen to live in Ventura County, which is nuts. But we take a look at this. It says in 2012, 2012, 2014, right, we're looking at a shortage. This is, and look, you even see 2019, the status shortage got worse. What, what do you think happened? What do you think happened in 2020 to 2022? When everything was selling like that, interest rates were incredibly low. It created a more massive shortage and that's what we've seen, right? So we go down this list, we can take a look at areas and how much they were short. You can take a look at Texas, Georgia, Riverside, California, all throughout. It's got, there's 16 pages of this and each page has about 20 cities to show you how far they think we're behind, right? And in some cases, this is where I wanna dive in deeper here, but in some cases, we're like in LA, it says we're 8.4% behind. That's 400,000 homes, right? Missing in the region. If we scroll down, it gets even more specific, but it also says, some economist, and you know I bring up Mark Zandi a lot from Moody's, but he says he believes there's an estimate of about 1.6 million homes that we're short on, right? And he says it's very difficult to know precisely the shortage. It could be a little more, it could be a little less, but the bottom line is no matter what the estimate is, it's a lot of homes that were undersupplied. And as you dig deeper into this, and I'm gonna put this in, um, Stephanie, it's in. It's going to be in the YouTube channel as soon as I'm done here. I put up the links to everything that I show right here. And the thing is, as you dive into this more, you start reading that there's an undersupply as well, more specifically so, in areas that have Latinos like me or or Blacks or just places that that you don't see typical homeowners live. And it's a challenge in those areas more. And so they're seeing what they can do, what they can do, meaning the government, the cities, city planning. And it's a big challenge. And we're not seeing a turnaround anytime soon. Why? Look at rents. Have you seen rents lately with inflation at 9.1 now? And a lot of people are saying, well, you know what? Real estate is going to be the worst thing you can, you can buy through inflation. I'm actually thinking that it's not. Just from history. If we look at history... And don't just look at 2007, 2008, 2009 for history. Look at history that looks very similar to where we're at right now. And if we look at when that was, it was in the late 70s, early 80s, which I went over last week or earlier this week, I don't remember, when I compared both to show you the similarities. And that's what we're looking at. We're looking at interest rates for mortgages probably dropping. I don't know exactly when, but... For them to go into seven and eights, it doesn't make sense with what has happened in the past with a recession, right? The opposite happens. So pay attention. 
pay attention to what's actually happening. And do me a favor, just read more data, give less feelings, go into the facts. As of now, there's no housing crash. Can it change? Well, of course, the world can go to hell. And all of a sudden, there's a housing crash. So as of now, where we're heading, it doesn't look like it. And Nicole, thanks, man. Camera does rock. It's a, it's a mirrorless camera, Sony, and I've got it connected to a whole bunch of other stuff. And Kirk says, inflation destroys debt. So, so important. Kirk, what a great point. And with that, I hope you have a great weekend. I'll be back next week with more information. I want you to dig into the data. I'm tired of all of these feelings and all of this drama and all of these YouTubers and Twitters and Twitterers, TikTokers saying it's the end of the world. Housing crash is coming next. Watch out. And it's all feelings and no data. And then they show one piece of data and it's like, you see that? No. Make sure you go deep into this because it's your responsibility to know what's actually happening, not hearing it from somebody else. Dive into the data. That's why I put the links here. Follow me on YouTube. Have an awesome weekend, everybody.